this reality, folks. Accept it. If you're going to follow Jesus, there are going to be people who don't like you, and that's okay. If they cancel culture you, that's okay. If they dox you on Twitter, that's okay. Because you are playing to an audience of one. Welcome to Moments of Hope with David Chadwick. It's so easy for us to put someone on a pedestal, especially when we see their great accomplishments, acts of bravery, or maybe even a selfless deed. But do we really know what's in their hearts? As a part of our study on the Gospel of John, here's David with the conclusion of his message called, People Make Lousy Gods. Here's the question, how good is good enough? If God is perfect and holy, where do you lie on that standard of holiness? Well, I may be at 75%. Well, that means you're 25% short. And if the standard's 100%, what are you going to do when you face God one day and try to explain away your unrighteousness before a perfectly righteous God? Well, the truth is none of us are at 75%. The older I get, I know I'm like at 10%. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous, not anyone. That's what the Bible says about who we are. And to say that the cross confronts that sin, that I'm not a good person, I'm basically an awful, godless, rebellious sinner, well, that's an offense. And by the way, if you know Jesus, you are not a godless reprobate sinner. Don't tell me that anymore. Have people come to me, I'm just a poor old awful sinner. No, you're not. If you believe in Jesus, you're a child of God. You've been birthed into the kingdom of God. You're an adopted son or daughter in the family of God. You're a prince or a princess. You have royal blood pulsating through your vein. Here's what you need to say. I am an adopted son or daughter in the family of God. I'm a prince or a princess, and I messed up here. And I go back to the cross to drink from grace. You don't use the cross to continue to sin, but when you do sin, because we still live in these fallen bodies in a fallen world with a very fallen enemy who tempts us, you go back to the cross and drink of that grace, renew your identity, but you never say, I'm just a poor, old, miserable sinner. So the cross is folly aesthetically, it's folly to people's pride, and it's folly intellectually. All the intellectual elites in our culture look at this cross and they go, that's just silly superstition. One said it's cosmic overkill for a father to kill his son. Not if our sin's that great. It's not cosmic overkill. It's the truth. And you know, for those of us who know it's true and believe it's true, it's not folly, but it is a fragrance of eternal life that lives in us. And we know that God in us is working out his good pleasure to create us in the image of Jesus himself. So if you want to follow Jesus and you really want to be serious about loving him with all your heart and you place yourself under biblical authority, you can expect the world to come against you. Expect it. It will happen. As I've watched our president now in in two weeks do over 38 executive decisions, uh, executive fiat. And where's the legislative branch of our government? It's all out of whack and all out of balance. But I've seen him make decisions that help me realize that as I continue to take biblical stands, I'm going to have pushback from people who reject me, don't like me, but I'm not playing to them, I'm playing to Jesus. So when I see, for example, uh, continued executive decisions that disregard life at conception. People say, follow the science about ecology and climate change. I go, good for you, follow the science, but follow the science with abortion and life. And the Bible clearly says that God's the author of life and it begins at conception. It's not your body. You don't have the right to just control your body if there's another body inside of you. 
And my wife would be the one as a female to say that more strongly even than I do. She cries sometimes when she thinks about abortion. So it's not a male or female issue, folks. It's a God issue, and you've got to take a stand one way or the other. Or or the whole idea of multiple genders. You know, people saying there may be as many as 600 genders. Folks, the Word of God says there are two genders. That God in Genesis 1 created us male and female. And by executive fiat, our president recently basically said that Men who feel like they're women can compete against women. And here's the bottom line. You swimming or track and field, whatever, have the best time in the world for a woman. And there are 400 high school male athletes right now who have a better time. So you feminists out there, maybe you'll be the ones who argue that my daughter's not going to get her scholarship that she's worked so hard toward because there's a guy who feels like he's a girl and he can therefore, with his extra testosterone, compete against her, have times that are very much better than hers and keep her from getting that scholarship. It's just insanity to me. And the other thing is, marriage is between a man and a woman, folks. I don't care what our Supreme Court says. One justice made the decision. I don't care what the culture says. Marriage is between a man and a woman. That's what God clearly says in Genesis 2, 24, before the fall ever created, that Jesus quotes that verse in Matthew 19. People say, Jesus never said anything about gay marriage. Yes, he did. He said, marriage is between a man and a woman. That's what he quoted in Matthew 19. And so we take those stands seriously, among many others. Yes, we need to be concerned about racism. Yes, we need to be concerned about the poor and the hungry. And Moments of Hope Church will stand firmly on the ground of all of those things being addressed as evil in the sight of God when they are manifested. But the heart of the church is the gospel. The heart of the church is the gospel. And when the gospel is rightly proclaimed, it invites rejection, criticism, and people not liking you. As you enter into this reality, folks, accept it. If you're going to follow Jesus, there are going to be people who don't like you, and that's okay. If they cancel culture you, that's okay. If they dox you on Twitter, that's okay. Because you are playing to an audience of one. Carson Wentz, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, has an organization called AO1 audience of one. And in Philadelphia, you can imagine those fans get on that quarterback a lot, but he knows he's playing to an audience of one. He's playing to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's trying to please him and him alone. And folks, if you make the master passion of your life, the kingdom of God and pursuing the King Jesus of that kingdom, as you grow closer to him, the opinions of others will not matter. Get rid of your people addictions. Don't have to have a fix every day for somebody to like you. Uh, Don't worry about people unfollowing you or having massive followers on social media. It doesn't matter. You're playing to an audience of one. And when you appear before the throne of heaven one day, God's not going to ask you, well, what did Eric think of you? What did Clyde think of you? What did Dan think of you? What did Sally think of you? What did Jane think of you? He's not going to ask you that. You have one concern, and what did God think of you? Was your life totally devoted to Jesus and Jesus alone. That's what Jesus is warning about in John 2. And he was basically saying, be careful as you walk closely with me. You will be rejected. You will be persecuted. There will be people who don't like you. But here's the good news too. When you become part of a church that's Bible-believing, that's filled with the Holy Spirit, that is empowered by the Spirit of God, you suddenly have a new family, new brothers and sisters in Christ, People who love you and accept you for just who you are, who will walk with you in your continued quest to be more and more like Jesus. So you might lose friends 
in the world. You might get doxxed by different people in the world, but you'll be accepted by the family of God. And if you want to be a part of Moments of Hope Church's family, come, be a part of it as we continue to move toward Jesus because we have one passionate desire, and that is to please him. One final thought. Matthew, the fifth chapter Here's how we live in this world as followers of Jesus, knowing we might be pursued, persecuted, or rejected. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So you go back and say, Jesus, uh, you said that uh, I'm going to be blessed when I get reviled and persecuted, when I'm even had false things said about me on account of you, that I should rejoice and be glad. And then in between, as I try to live for you, I am salt, I am light in the world, and I do good works for you. And when people, even unbelievers, see those good works, when they see me faithfully following you, even though they might hate me or despise me, they can't help but notice the life you've given me and how they want deep inside to praise my heavenly Father who's working through me to do good things in the world. Dear friends, expect rejection, expect persecution if you deeply and solely follow Jesus. But also remember you have the household of faith, the family of God with you now, a new set of believers who will walk with you, a family that cares for you, and keep doing good works because it confounds the people who don't believe. They can't understand how somebody would do all those good works and care for other people. And it gives praise to your heavenly Father when you do so. It helps draw even the most severe skeptic to Christ. Keep doing those good works. Keep giving your life away for the glory of Jesus Christ in whose name I preach all of these truths. Amen and amen. Thank you all for listening to me today. And I want to share with you an, an interesting story over the last couple of months. You know, I've always adjured all of you, use whatever influence you have, whatever door God has opened to help care for other people. So 20 years ago, God opened the door for me to do a weekly radio program on WBT Radio, 1110-993 FM, and it goes on at 8 o'clock every Sunday morning, 8 to 9, and I deal with the culture from a global and local perspective, trying to filter everything through a faith and values sieve. And I've enjoyed doing the program. It's given me good favor with WBT, and I've been able to speak to the larger Charlotte metropolitan community. Well, over October, with all the rancor that was going on, I went to Pat McCrory and Bo Thompson, the two leaders of the Charlotte Morning News program from 8 to 10. I said, can we not make a difference? Can we not find a way to unify this city? And here was the plan we came up with, and I cleared it through the Moments of Hope Church leadership. If Moments of Hope Church came up with an amount of money and agreed to match whatever was given by the community, could Bo and Pat use their microphone, that powerful 50,000-watt microphone, to reach the community and say, whatever you give to help feed hungry kids, Moments of Hope Church will match. So we decided to begin that at Thanksgiving and try to complete it by Christmas time. Well, folks, the money just kept coming in and, and coming in and 
coming in, and we had to extend it into 2021, but we finally closed it off, and we decided to have three organizations we would give that money to. One was Camino Community Centers on the north side of town. Our dear friend Rusty Price, one of our partners, was going to receive it. Tony Marciano, who does a Charlotte Rescue Mission, would receive one of the checks. And Jim Noble, uh, who does a wonderful work on the west side of town, feeding hungry children especially. So we kept having the money increase and increase. And folks, bottom line, this past week on Thursday, I had the privilege during Pat's show to give each one of them It was so much fun. Tears in their eyes. I mean, that's a lot of money. And then when I left the station, one of my friends texted me and said, I want to give another five. So that gets matched by Moments of Hope Church. It's now at $265,000 that will get that extra 10 to them as well. It's just been unbelievable. So all I've tried to do is to let my light shine where God's opened a door for me to bless this city. And I hope that it's caused even skeptics to say, I want to know more about that guy's heavenly father. I want to learn how to praise him as he has praised him. So you just need to know that your money was used as a matching gift for our city to feed literally thousands upon thousands of families and children in the next months. In fact, Rusty Price said if you took what we gave him, the 85,000, and prorated out, it's basically over a million meals. Can you believe what you did, Moments of Hope Church family? I applaud you. To God be the glory. And here's what WBT put together to honor that event on Thursday. It's my pleasure now to give you a check for $85,000 to help you and That's your work incredible. at the Charlotte Rescue Mission. That's incredible. David, thank you. Governor Pat, thank you. Bo, thank you. Well, listeners, listeners gave it. Thank yeah. you. And members of his church. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the impact you're having on the lives that walk through the doors of the Rescue Mission every day. It's uh, bad to be speechless as a pastor and on the radio, but really, I mean, it's overwhelming. What you saw happen was a miracle that the listeners of WBT Radio just demonstrated incredible compassion for our most marginalized neighbors. Money that so many of our listeners gave gave during the holidays to help feed hungry kids and we're writing the checks now to the organizations that you gave money to. So grateful to you guys. It makes a huge impact, huge difference in these kids' lives and the folks that we minister to on the street as well. We, We got together back in the spring and we started talking about ideas for marketing and ideas for how to help what was an ailing community at that time. We say it and when we get to do this, David and Pat and Tony, uh, using the 50,000 watts for the ultimate good. That's what it's all about with this radio station as we enter our 99th year. Thank you. Well, you're too kind. Thank you. You helped a lot of people here, so thank you. This will definitely change the lives of a lot of people. Again, we're so honored to have worked with WBT and this enormously successful gift to help feed hungry kids. If you'd like to continue to support the ministry of Moments of Hope Church, go to the right-hand giving tab, giving, and you can give online. It's the easiest way for you and for us to know what's coming in. Uh, Please do so, but if you still like to send checks, you can do that as well. Please send it to Moments of Hope Church, 4500 Cameron Valley Parkway, Suite 400, Charlotte, North Carolina, 
28211, and the money will get to us that way as well. We are overwhelmed with your generosity. I hope you know every week we try to share with you the ways that the money you're giving us is being used to bless the kingdom of God and help the expansion of the gospel locally and globally. We're thankful beyond words for all that you have given us. We're so grateful to you. Uh, Please continue to support us, and we will continue to be faithful in the monetary gifts you give us. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for loving us so profoundly on that cross. We really don't need to worry about the opinions of others. Yes, we weren't created to live alone, and thank you for the church. One of the phrases used in the New Testament about the church, the family of God, that when we leave others who are doxing us or canceling us or unfollowing us, we have the church to go to, the family of God where we love one another unconditionally in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, may that always be moments of hope. Church, may we be more of a family than even a church. And may we love one another the way you have profoundly loved us. But may we also love the world the way that you have loved us. And I want to offer this chance for anybody watching right now who's never given their life to Jesus. During this global pandemic, during the economic ups and downs of this past year, perhaps your heart has never been fully yielded to Jesus. Maybe you're a faux follower of Jesus. You don't really follow him closely and now's the time to really dedicate your life to him simply pray this prayer lord i'm an awful sinner my heart has hurt yours it is wicked and deceitful beyond all else thank you for coming and dying on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins one of my great teachings lord as i've learned through the years that i've shared with people the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart keep praying lord give me a new heart creating me a new heart oh god So I won't lean on my own understanding. And I pray, Lord, anybody who's praying this prayer right now, believing that you took all of our sins upon yourself and we've been birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit into a new family and we're sons and daughters of you for the King of kings and Lord of lords. Would you now receive Jesus in this profound new way? Give your life to him. Let us know at Moments of Hope Church if you've made that decision. Please share the gospel with your friends because the time is short. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. It'll be like a lightning bolt in the sky. It'll be like a thief in the night. But we have a mandate not just to live marrying and bearing and planting and reaping we have a mandate to proclaim the gospel locally and globally may that be our passion in this church in our hearts lord jesus until you come again we love you we praise you we honor you hopesters please be faithful in every way in jesus name i pray this amen you're listening to moments of hope with david chadwick Coming up, David joins me in a discussion about the safety of being in God's will. We'll be right back. This is the Ministry Minute, focusing on ministries that have a positive impact on our community. I'm Mark McManus, and with me today is Bart Noonan with West Boulevard Ministry. Bart? Tell us about West Boulevard Ministry. Uh, thank you, Mark, for this opportunity to speak about West Boulevard Ministry and, and more importantly about Jesus Christ. West Boulevard Ministry serves the spiritual and physical needs of the families and the communities within the West Boulevard quarter to the glory of Jesus Christ. Whether we're doing neighborhood outreach cookouts, gatherings where we're bringing people outside of their apartments, their homes, into fellowship with one another, or we're doing Bible study bingo the first Wednesday of every month at Little Rock Apartments. And uh, we gather anywhere from 50 to 70 children that we share the gospel with and we play bingo after our Bible study portion of the night. And a couple weeks ago, there's a young man who we've been walking with now close to three years who came in, he, he forgot something, like a lot of young, young kids do, he forgot something in the um, space, and he came back in and he ended up praying out 
myself and all the other volunteers for the West Boulevard ministry team that were gathered there for that night and led us all in prayer and closed it out. And this young man, we've been taking to church every every Sunday for about the past year and a half. And, and that's what it's all about. It's about providing an opportunity for Jesus Christ to work inside someone's heart and, and then encourage them along the way. That sounds great. Now, Bart, if any of our listeners want to get in contact with you, how would they do that? The best way to do is uh, either email myself at bart at westboulevardministry.org, or they can call me straight up in my cell phone, and I always answer. I'm sort of like a doctor. The phone's always on, and that's 980-298-9027. I would encourage folks, too, to also go to our website, which is westboulevardministry.org, and there you can see some of our photo galleries. You can see some of the blogs and a lot of things we do throughout the West Boulevard Corridor to the glory of Jesus Christ. It is great having you with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for staying with us. With me today is our pastor, David Chadwick. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jen. Great to be with you. Well, David, in your e-devotions, you've recently been writing about Davidisms, phrases and statements that you've picked up along life's journey. And one that struck me this week was called the safest place to be in God's will. Yeah, Jen, it's something that Marilyn and I have learned through the years, and we've taught other people. It's been very helpful to them as we try to say, just because circumstances aren't going well, just because your life may be in tumult right now doesn't necessarily mean you're outside the will of God. In fact, the safest place to be is in the will of God, and it may well be that circumstances surrounding you are awful, but you're walking in the will of God, and that's a very safe place to be. Mm -hmm. It's a true statement. Let me say it again. The safest place you can ever be is in the will of God. Because when it's God's will that you're seeking, when it's his direction that you're following, you can proceed without worry, without doubt or fear, because the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. When you're walking in God's will, it doesn't mean you won't experience danger, toils, or snares. In fact, you may experience all of these tribulations at times simultaneously and still be in the perfect will of God. That's what Jesus meant in John 16, 33, when he said, in this world, you will experience tribulations, but rejoice, I have overcome the world. If he lives in us, and that means that we're overcomers with him, Romans 8, 37, because of his love that lives within us. In fact, life may be tough as you're walking through the will of the Lord, but it's still the safest place you could ever be. How? Because God's will is like an exceptionally accurate compass, fixed and certain. He will never point you in the wrong direction, and he will always direct you along the right path. That's Proverbs 3, 6. Mm -hmm. And know this, as you seek God's kingdom and his will above all else, God will provide for you, and he will protect you. He promised to do so. Mm -hmm. His guidance is always accompanied by his perfect provision. So if anyone out there right now is going through a difficult time and you're thinking, oh, I must not be in the will of the Lord, stop. Mm -hmm. Think a second. You might be right smack dab in the middle of the will of the Lord for your life, though your circumstances may be chaotic, and just continue to 
to walk forward, mm-hmm. continue to be faithful. The circumstances will probably lessen at some point because God's will always has a peace component as well. Well, one thing as you're talking, I'm thinking about Paul and Silas in the Bible and how they were imprisoned. They were beaten and imprisoned, and but they were right in the middle of God's will. Did did he want harm to happen to them? No, but that was it was a pawn, you know, in God's hand, and they were in the end provided for and brought the the jailer and the the people in the jail into the kingdom. Yeah, I think that's a great point. They actually sang praises at midnight amidst the prison uh, difficulty, and God used that prison difficulty to free them, but also then bring the Philippian jailer and his whole family and others in Philippi to faith in Jesus. So it was through the prison that the gospel could be proclaimed. It was difficult, but they were right in the middle of the will of God, not necessarily immediately manifested, but seen later on. That's a great illustration that you've given, Jen. So listeners, please always remember God's will for your life is perfect, and when you're walking in God's will, it's the safest place to be, no matter what your circumstances may be. Well, thank you so much, David. This has been great. And listeners, please go to momentsofhopechurch.org. Get these daily written Moments of Hope in your inbox. You can subscribe there from my heart to yours. They are free of charge. It's just to give your day a start with a moment of hope. This has been Moments of Hope with David Chadwick, Senior Pastor of Moments of Hope Church. Today's message on the Gospel of John is from our online worship service. And you can be a part of our service each Sunday morning at both 9 and 11 o'clock by going to momentsofhopechurch.org. And while you're online, be sure to sign up for David's daily Moments of Hope delivered every morning to your inbox. And also check out David's weekly Hopecast. They're both free and available through our website. Again, that web address is momentsofhopechurch.org. For David and the entire Moments of Hope Church staff, this is Jen Houston. Have a great weekend.